It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 93 of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. Today, we bring you three short episodes of The Bickersons, that great comedy sketch featuring Don Amici and Francis Langford as John and Blanche Bickerson, the endlessly arguing couple. Their characters first started on The Old Gold Show, then on The Chase and Sanborn Hour, and finally on the variety show Dream Time, as a 15-minute sketch introduced as The Honeymoon's Over. Sit back and relax for The Bickersons. The Bickersons have retired. Mrs. Bickerson writhes in sympathetic anguish at 2 o'clock in the morning as poor husband John, victim of contagious insomnia, or Schmoe's disease, broadcasts the telltale symptoms during the crucial stage of the dread ailment. Listen. Put on the light. I will not. 
I don't want you to touch me. I'll bet you're not sick at all. You just thought this pain up to keep me awake. Why don't you leave me alone? I can just hear you saying that to Gloria Goosby. Why should I say that to Gloria Goosby? Why, indeed. If you were married to Gloria Goosby, she wouldn't stand for any of your nonsense. I'm not married to her, and she stands for a lot more of my nonsense than you do. <laughs> what do I care what she stands for? I despise Gloria Goosby, and you know it. Then why does she keep staring at you like she's hypnotized? She doesn't stare. Just as she wears those outlandish dresses, and they bring out her eyes. <laughs> Bring yours out, too. Now, look. <laughs> Let's make a pact never to mention that woman's name again as long as we live. Well, I keep thinking there's something between you. I swear, I don't know she's alive. She doesn't mean more to you than I do. She means even less to me than you do. <laughs> I don't like the way that sounded. Well, don't go looking for hidden meanings. Now, if you're really sick, I'll do anything you want to make you feel better. Now, if you feel okay, all I ask is that you let me have a few hours sleep. Now, that's fair enough. No, I did have a little headache before, but now I've lost it. It isn't lost. I've got it. <laughs> Every morning when I go to work, I'm bleary-eyed, and, and I stumble around the office in a stupor. I don't know how much longer my boss is going to stand for it. Why do you stumble around, John? Well, because I don't get enough sleep. I'm completely debilitated. And only last week, I failed to pass an insurance examination. Was it the same examination you had before? Well, certainly then why didn't you copy the answers off of the old policy? Not answers they want. They give you a medical checkup. And apparently I'm not such an ideal physical specimen. I think you're wonderful. You've got the nicest legs of any man I ever saw. <laughs> I don't think I'm long for this world. Am I responsible for it, John? No. I am, too. I know I am. John... Can I talk to you? Sure. Go ahead and talk. I've been thinking about how we quarrel all the time, and I'm sure we love each other as much as any other married couple, and I know they must have their little arguments, maybe more than... John! <laughs> you said I could talk to you. Well, am I stopping you? I want you to listen. Okay. I didn't know your health was bad, and I'm worried. If anything happened to you, I'd blame myself for not taking the proper precautions. Well, you know what I think? What do you think, Blaine? I think you ought to make out a will. Make out a will? I thought you were worried about me. Well, you don't want to leave me at the mercy of all those grasping relatives of yours, do you? The minute you drop dead... Don't talk like that! Can't you say passed on or something like that? Well, you always say drop dead. Oh, well, that's only when I'm talking to your brother Amos. <laughs> this should be a little more delicate when you're discussing wills. Why? Well, because you make it sound like I'm going to go any minute. Well, they don't give you two weeks' notice, you know. <laughs> you just told me you couldn't get any more insurance. Oh, I can get all the insurance I want. No, I don't care. You should make out a will just the same. Okay, I'll make it out tomorrow. You say it, but you won't do it. <laughs> get up and do it now. What? Go on, get up and make out a will. Why, you're out of your mind. In the first place, a will isn't legal unless you have two witnesses. And in the second place, I haven't got anything to leave in the first place. <laughs> unless you're thinking of that phony stock your thieving brother sold me. What phony stock? Those 500 shares of Kentucky saltpeters. <laughs> and not worth the paper they're written on. Nobody's going to take anything, and I don't need a will. You're the most stubborn man.
man that ever lived, John. Why? Why am I stubborn? It's the hardest thing in the world to make you admit I'm right when you know I'm wrong. <laughs> There's a woman's logic for you. Suppose I do make out a will and nobody can touch anything except you. Okay. So now you got all my worldly goods. First thing you know, you get over your grief and marry a guy without a dollar to his name. Like that broken-down snore specialist, Dr. Marvin. Oh, I'm not going to marry anybody. You give up his practice, he'll take you for every penny. My hard-earned money. The little possessions I slave for. He'll drive my brand-new car. Drink my bourbon. Loaf around like a prince. John! Why don't you make the bum get a job, Blanche? <laughs> John, what's John into you? Well, why did you start all this talk about wills? Well, I'll tell you. Amos just got a job as a notary public. Amos. And he gets $2 for every seal he puts on a will. I knew he was at the bottom of it, that chiseling grasser. There's nothing wrong with my brother Amos. No. You're just jealous because he thinks of ways to make a living without working. Mm-hmm. All it takes is a little brain. Nobody's got littler brains than Amos. <laughs> He's the cause of 90% of our fight. Oh, go to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep, she tells me. Practically talks me into a funeral. <laughs> Gets her brother to steal my will. Keeps me up half the night with Gloria Goosey and clam. <laughs> now she tells me, go to sleep. <laughs> Can't sleep. Never sleep another wink. Long. <laughs> Phone's dead. It's leaking. <laughs> Put down that bottle of bourbon. I'll get the phone. I wonder who's calling it. Oh, my leg. Put the lights on. The lights are on. Take off my sleep shades. <laughs> Hello. Glenn, this is Amos. What do you want, Amos? Hey, did you talk him into it? No, and I'm not going to try anymore. What are you talking about? Everybody's got to have a will. I drew mine up today. I left everything I have in the world to Jarko. John. Uh, Amos said he drew up his will today and left everything he has in the world to you. Tell him I don't want her. <laughs> Amos, John says he's very pleased. Fine, and you know, one good thing deserves another. Sure, I'll talk to him tomorrow. Very important to have a will, Blank. There's a big case going on right now, and all the relatives are fighting over the door because a rich old lady didn't file a will. Really? Yes, she had $100,000 in cash and hid it in the bustle of her wedding dress. Hey, tell Jocko. John... Yeah. An old lady died and they found $100,000 in her bustle. That's a lot of money to leave behind. <laughs> he says that's Never a lot... Never mind. I heard him. I'll bring my notary seal around tomorrow, Blanche. You better wait till I call you. Good night, Amos. Oh, dear. John. John. I've got that shooting pain between my shoulder blades again. Oh. Let's have a look. Right here. It must be arthritis or a neuralgia. It sticks me like a knife. What is it, John? It's the price tag on your nightgown. <laughs> here. No wonder my back was hurting. Holy smoke! Forty-eight fifty. Is that what that nightgown cost? Yes, I just bought it this morning. Whoa! What's the matter, John? Now my back is hurting. Good night, Blanche. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Bickersons have retired. Mrs. Bickerson lies tense and awake in the darkness as poor husband John, victim of a rare type of insomnia which keeps the patient in a complete lethargy for eight hours at a time, offers valid proof of his agonizing affliction. This has been going on since nine o'clock. Keeping me awake, too. You wouldn't wake up if we had Big Ben in the room. Big Ben who? <laughs> the house could fall down and you'd never know it. Oh, that's not true, Blanche. You know I'm a very light sleeper. Light sleeper. About an hour ago, we had the worst thunderstorm I ever heard and you never even budged. Well, why didn't you wake me? You know I can't sleep when it's thundering. <laughs> I'm a nervous wreck. I've got crow's feet around my eyes. My forehead's all wrinkled. My chin is sagging. I'm beginning to look like an old hag. It's true, isn't it? I wouldn't say that. Why not, John? I'll be awake for the rest of the night. You do think it's true, though, don't you? What's true? I'm beginning to look like an old hag. You are not beginning to look like an old hag. Why do you emphasize beginning? All right. You're not beginning to look like an old hag. That sounds even worse. Well, how do you want me to say it? Say I look beautiful. Okay. I look beautiful. <laughs> Good night. Oh, I don't know how a man could be so cruel. Is it any wonder I'm getting old before my time? What time is it? <laughs> it's after two o'clock and I haven't slept a wink. Well, go to sleep. You can't stand their side of me, can you, John? I can stand it fine. Before we were married, you used to say such beautiful, poetic things. You don't anymore. Oh, well, Blanche, how do you expect me to feel poetic at 2 o'clock in the morning? You used to feel that way at 3 o'clock before we were married. <laughs> say something poetic. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a Oh, stop ball. it. You're just trying to irritate me now. Well, what do you want me to say? You know what I want you to say. Okay. Blanche, when I look into your eyes, time stands still. Are you satisfied? No. Well, why not? That might also mean I have a face that would stop a clock. <laughs> well, if the shoe fits, wear it. 
I want to get some sleep. You're not going to make me believe I'm hideous and ugly, John Pickerson. Huh. It isn't so long ago I won a beauty contest in my hometown. Long enough. <laughs> I never hear you tell any of your friends about it. Oh, Blanche, a man can't go around telling his friends that his wife was Miss Clam Harbor Lighthouse in 1931. <laughs> you make it sound as though I were the only girl in the contest. What about my sister, Clara? What about her? Plenty. You won it, didn't you? I'd like to hear you talk that way about Gloria Gooseby. Oh, now, don't start with Gloria Gooseby. The way you drool every time you look at her, you'd think she was Miss America. I don't drool when I see anybody. I hate Gloria Gooseby. Then why do you keep inviting her here to dinner? I didn't invite her. You did. Don't change the subject. <laughs> it weren't for the fact that her husband, Leo, is such a nice person, I wouldn't have either of them in the house. And the dinner was awful. Well, you cooked it, Blanche. Yes, but the thought of that horrible Gloria Gooseby coming to dinner got me all confused and it ruined everything. The minute I turned my back, the roast caught on fire and I had to throw soup on it to put it out. You should have thrown that pie on it, too. There was nothing wrong with the pie. I hate lemon meringue and you know it. It wasn't lemon meringue, it was apple pie. Well, what was that yellow stuff on top? The crust got burned and I had to put some unguentine on it. Thank heaven I didn't eat any. No, but your girlfriend stuffed herself with four pieces, the glutton. She is not my girlfriend, and quit talking about her so I can get some sleep. You wouldn't look at her twice if she didn't wear those brazen dresses. I would, too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't care what she wears. It's a shame Leo is such a little mouse. Believe me, if I were Gloria Goosby's husband, I'd show her a thing or two. Mm. Somebody ought to turn her over and give her a good spanking. Mm-hmm. I know what you're thinking, John Biggison. I'm not thinking anything. Why don't you let me sleep, Blanche? I'm not going to stand for it much longer, John. Ugh. You keep putting on that innocent attitude, but you don't fool me. I wouldn't feel so bad, except I'm so sick I could die. What's the matter now? I'm sick. I get fainting spells all the time, and the doctor doesn't know what it is. I know I'll never recover. Oh, don't be silly. You'll recover. You've got a healthy constitution. Well, I have not. You have, too. You had pneumonia and you got well. You had the flu you got well. You had the mumps you got well. You've had 60 diseases and you always got well. Never saw such a healthy woman in all my life. <laughs> well, what about these fading spells? You'll recover from those, too. But if you ever get locked, Joe, you'll bust. <laughs> Why don't you faint now so I can sleep? Of all the unsympathetic, unfeeling wretches, if you ever lost me, it wouldn't mean a thing to you. Oh, well, wouldn't it, though? Well, you don't have to sound so eager. I'm not eager. I'm just sleepy. It's a good thing we don't have any children. I can just imagine what kind of a life a poor little child would have in this house. Mm. To have a father who constantly raves and rants, selfish and thoughtless, a man who can't bear the sight of his own child. What are you talking about? Me sick in bed and the poor little infant crying in his crib, crying his heart out for a little attention. Blanche. Why don't you feed the baby, John? <laughs> John, why do you hate children so much? Because I can't bear them. <laughs> I know, but why do you hate them? Blanche, all you want to do is keep me awake. Isn't that right? You would have been asleep long ago if you hadn't kept me awake with your snoring. Well, can I help it if I snore? Yes, you can. Dr. Marvin tells me there's something wrong with your nasal passages. Yeah. He says you have a deviated septum. Why don't you let him fix it? Okay, I'll have it fixed next week. You say it, but you won't do it. Let him fix it now. What? Go on, get up and let the doctor pull out your septum. Blanche, are you out of your mind? You think I'm going to let that broken-down doctor hammer on my nose at 3 o'clock in the morning? 
He doesn't hammer on your nose. He chisels. You can say that again. I've seen his fist. <laughs> well, you're going to have to do something. As it is, neither of us get any sleep. Why don't you have him saw up your ears? <laughs> you wouldn't argue at all if you just be a little nice for a minute. You've been up to something again, Blanche. What is it? I haven't been up to anything. I just want to hear you tell me you love me, that's all. Well, you know I do. You never say it. Oh, I say it all the time. Say it now. I love you. How much do you love me? How much do you need? Fifty dollars. Oh, now, wait a minute. You promised me, John. I know, but I can't give you anything extra this month. That's what you told me last month. Well, I kept my word, didn't I? Now, what do you want $50 for? The rent. Oh, the rent is right here. It's in the cookie jar. No, it isn't. This, too. I looked there yesterday. You didn't look today. What? Now, Blanche, don't tell me you spent that money on something foolish. Oh, no. I gave it to a bookbinder. A bookbinder? What do we need with a bookbinder? Our book is in fine condition. Not that kind of bookbinder. This man goes to the racetrack. He's a trout. Trout? The racetrack? Blanche... Blanche, did you bet that money with a bookmaker? Put the lights on. Now, don't get excited, John. He brought back the tickets. Here. Oh, a $50 win ticket. How could you take my hard-earned money and gamble it away on a horse? I work my fingers to the bone and you squander every penny I make. You never see me betting horses. I never went to a race back in my life. I... What's the name of the horse? Valdina Rip. A bum. A worn-out goat that hasn't won a race in Delmar. Oh, Blanche, why did you do it? Did he win? No, he ran second. Fifty dollars tossed away. Ugh. Why are you tearing up the ticket, John? Because it's no good. I ought to make you eat the pieces. This is the worst thing you've ever done in your life, Blanche. At least you could have played him the place. Well, don't throw the pieces away, John. What makes you so sure it's no good? Well, you played the horse to win, didn't you? Yes. And he ran second, didn't he? Yes. Well, then the ticket's worthless. Here, watch your fifty dollars go out the window there. I knew you had something on your mind. I'm sorry, John. Yeah, uh, what's the difference? Who won the race, do you know? Yes, I heard it on the radio. Well, who won it? Disqualified. Disqualified? Yes, the announcer said the winner of the weight race was disqualified. Oh! Oh, I wish I was dead. Good night, John. I didn't say that. You think it of me? I don't think anything of you. 
You don't think anything of me is right. You don't even know I exist. Les, what's the matter with you? Why don't you let me sleep? You know, I have to catch a plane at 7 in the morning. Then why did you come home so late? I told you 50 times my car broke down and I had to push it home. I like this story. Lance, what do you want me to say? If your car broke down, why didn't you call me? I didn't have a dime. You did, too. I gave you a quarter this morning. <laughs> Who'd you take to dinner tonight? The whole chorus from the Copacabana. <laughs> That's me, boy, Diamond Jim Bickerson. <laughs> Don't you let me sleep, Blanche. I never even thought of calling. I sat here at one o'clock in the morning worrying myself into a stew. But you eat. Stew. <laughs> Put out the lights, Blanche. You sure have the answers, don't you, Doc? Answers, questions. All I want to do is close my eyes for a couple of hours before I take off. Sure, get up and run away. Fly all over the country. You don't care about me. I'm only going overnight. I'll be back on Sunday. If you cared for me, you wouldn't leave me. I'm not leaving you. I have to fly to Las Vegas on business, and I'll be gone for about 24 hours. Well, why can't you take me with you? Because you don't take a ham sandwich to a banquet. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I don't know. I just wish you'd put out the lights and let me sleep. Tell the truth. Aren't you sorry you married me just a little bit? I'm not sorry just a little bit. <laughs> You're sorry a whole lot. I'm not sorry at all. You love me still? I don't know. I never saw you that way. <laughs> there you go, Stan. It's been like this for the whole eight years of our marriage. Oh, brother. At night, you won't talk because you're too sleepy. In the morning, you swallow your coffee, kick the cat, and go to work. You never want to talk. Mm -hmm. Not to me, anyway. I mean, a real conversation, John. Mm -hmm. You know you haven't actually spoken to me for three months. I know it. Why is that, John? I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> See? And you say I start everything. Can't you say something nice to me once in a while? Must you always dig at me? Blanche, it's three o'clock in the morning. I don't care. I try to be sweet and you won't even be civil. Why did you marry me if you can't stand the sight of me? I can stand the sight of you. You don't love me? Yes, I do. You don't, you don't, you don't. I tell you, I do. Then why don't you say it? I've said it until I'm blue in the face. I've had records in seven different languages. I've got your face embroidered on my underwear. I even offered to stamp out John Love's Blanche with a hot branding iron. Didn't I? You wouldn't let me do it, would you? No. Why not? Because it was burning my hip. <laughs> Of my love. I'm going to tell you for the last time, Blanche, no man ever felt about a woman the way I do about you. Honest? Honest. Do you really despise me? You know I do. What? I Now, you know darn why well you deliberately trapped me into that. You will not torment me, Blanche. Go ahead, scream at me, and then run out of town. Leave me here to die. What's the matter now? I get fainting spells all the time, and the doctor doesn't know what it is. I know I'll never recover. Oh, don't be silly. You'll recover. You've got a healthy constitution. I have not. You have, too. You had pneumonia, and you got well. You had the flu, and you got well. You had the mumps, and you got well. You made 60 diseases, and you always got well. I never saw such a healthy woman in all my life. Only oh, up sympathetic. I'm feeling wretched. It's a good thing we don't have any children. Oh, dear. I can just imagine what kind of a life a poor little child would have in this house. Mm. To have a father who constantly raves and rants, selfish and thoughtless. 
man who can't bear the sight of his own child. What are you talking about? Me, sick and damn, the fool and limp and crying in the crib, crying his heart out for little attention. Why don't you feed the baby, John? <laughs> Why don't you stop knocking yourself out? You know, I had to be on my toes when I get to Las Vegas. Do you want me to lose my job? Care if you do, Blanche. I beg you, don't make me miss that plane. Why do you have to go? Why doesn't your boss take the plane? My boss is an old man, and he's confined to a wheelchair. He's a sexagenarian. <laughs> Imagine at his age too. <laughs> Why do you work for such horrible people, John? There's nothing wrong with my boss. Well, I won't sleep a wink all the time you're away. You going on a safe airplane? There's no danger. Just go to sleep and don't worry. Well, get me my sleeping pills from the bathroom. Sleeping pills? <laughs> Why don't you take them before you go to bed? It's almost time to get up. Hurry up and get them before I fall asleep. Who stole my slipper? I packed it away in your satchel. Have you got the key? It hasn't got a lock. I'll have to cut the string. Probably <laughs> at the bottom of the bag. John, I thought you said it was a safe plane. It is safe. Then why are you taking that parachute? What parachute? These are the shorts they gave me for Christmas. Don't wrinkle them like that. Can't you find your slipper? I got it. One slipper. The only man in the world with one slipper. Oh, stop complaining. How can a man check into a hotel with one slipper? Lots of men have checked into hotels with bursting. Give me my sleeping pills. I can't find any sleeping pills. They're on the top shelf in the green bottle. Are these the sleeping pills? No, they are. I've been taking three a day. I thought they were vitamin capsules. No wonder they didn't pep me up. Put out the lights. Wait a minute. How do you expect me to take a pill? Hmm? Get me a glass of water, John. Uh, Don't disturb the canary. Okay, okay. Here, here's your water. Here. Good night. John? Hmm? This water tastes funny. Did you let it run? No. Why not? The cat was sleeping in the sink, and I didn't want to disturb it. Well, where did you get the water? I dipped it out of the goldfish bowl. <laughs> Don't get hysterical. Water's all right. I took it out of the icebox. Put out the lights and let me sleep. I'd have been asleep hours ago if it wasn't for your snoring. Oh. Can I help if I snore? Yes, you can. Dr. Hersey says you snore because you have a long pedicle and it dangles on your esophagus. What out the lights? He says he can cure it in his office with a very simple operation. Why don't you let him fix it? I'll go down there when I get back. Say it, but you won't do it. Do it now. Huh? Go on, get up and let Dr. Hersey pull out your pedicle. Are you out of your mind, Blanche? It's three o'clock in the morning. And I'm not going to let that horse doctor chop on my face. I don't care if he shoots it off with a 22. Nobody is going to pull out my face. Now, will you please let me close my eyes for five minutes? Bet you'd do it quick enough if Gloria Goosby had you. Don't start with Gloria Goosby. If you were married to her, she'd scream so loud you'd give up in a hurry. She always screams and I never give up. Understand, I gotta be in shape for my trip in the morning. Well, all right. 
Have you got your plane ticket? No, I didn't have time to pick it up. I'll get it at the airport. What are you going to do for money? I've got enough. There's plenty in the sugar bowl. There's nothing in the sugar bowl. There is, too. I looked last night. You didn't look tonight. I'm not going to get up and look. Blanche, you didn't. Didn't I? You couldn't. I mean, you wouldn't take that. You don't really have to make this trip, John, and I was just thinking... The money, Blanche. Yes, well... I have an opportunity to get a sweet little hat. You can wear it with the brim up, or you can turn it down. It's fifty dollars. Turn it down. Well, I was thinking. Stop thinking so much. Where is my plane fare? I haven't got it, John. What? Well, Blanche, don't tell me you spent it on something foolish. No, I gave it to a bookbinder. A bookbinder? What do we need with a bookbinder? Our book is in perfect condition. Not that kind of a bookbinder. This man goes to the racetrack. He's a trout. Did you spend that money with a bookmaker? I was doing it for you, John. I wanted to make enough money so you could buy me a new fur coat for my birthday. Doing it for me? How can you squander my money like that? I deny myself everything. I've been sewing collars on your old bloomers and worrying for turtlenecks. I don't even drink my bourbon anymore. I just chew on the cork and hit myself over the head with a bottle. I never spent a penny on myself. You bought a tie pan last week. It wasn't a tie pan, it was a hypodermic needle. I've been sweating my blood. <laughs> you listen to me, Blanche. Things are going to be different around here. From now on, I'm going to spend the money and you can do the working. What? I'm going to blow every penny on myself. Buy <laughs> all the things I've always longed for. New pants with zippers instead of paper clips. <laughs> Real face lotion instead of fly spray. I'm even going to buy three silver faucets for the bathtub. Three faucets? Hot, cold, and bourbon. And if you want to bet on the races, I'll give you something to bet on. You're going to buy me a racehorse. John, you're out of your mind. I can't get you a racehorse. Yes, you can. They sell them at the racetrack. You hear me? All right, I'll go in the morning. You say it, but you won't do it. Do it now. John, get out and buy me a horse. I don't care. You've had it coming to you for a long time. Never been so unhappy in all my life. To think I had to meet a man with such an awful disposition. I wish I had known that you were such a terrible, low-down character before I married you. Go on, you knew it, and so did everybody else. How any man could have such a savage temper. Believe me, John Dickerson, I'd pack up and go home to my mother if it wasn't for one thing. What's that? My mother packed up and went home to her mother. Listen, Blanche, do you think I enjoy sitting up all night fighting like this? Have you ever asked yourself the reason why we argue so much? I can't understand it. Well, just think for a minute. Why is it that an easygoing fella, a guy who would run a mile to avoid a fight, why is it that I turn into a demon every night of my life? You've got me, John. That's the reason. <laughs> Good night, Blanche. Good night, John. I hope you enjoyed those three sketches from the Bickersons, and I hope everyone is enjoying their October with Halloween approaching quickly. Be sure to tune in for our October 30th episode of this podcast when we'll be bringing you three, that's right, three back-to-back Halloween-themed episodes from three different classic comedy radio shows. Remember, laughter really is the best medicine. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. La, 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 la.